As some of you may have noticed in seeing my post on Facebook, I was at a wedding this weekend. I was at a wedding yesterday. My cousin got married. You know, it's amazing how the conversations at these weddings change as the years go by, you know. When I was a kid, what did I talk about? I don't really remember, but when I got into high school, you know what I talked about? I talked about sports, you know, what sports I was playing, what sports I was in, maybe a little choir and band in there, whatnot, but I talked about it. And then as I get a little older, you know what I talk about? How I used to play sports <laughs> and uh, talk about the glory days. And I get better and better every year that goes by. You know, I'm faster than I, used to, uh, than I ever was. I'm stronger than I ever was. I ran for more yards than I ever was, and so on and so forth. But then, as many of you probably know, you know what eventually we all start talking about? Eventually, we start talking about things like injuries. Oh, yeah, blew the knee out, hurt the ankle, uh, shoulder's bad, surgery on this, so on and so forth. And then eventually, you know what we all end up doing? Not only will we, we get injured in sports, but our bodies just start failing us, right? And we don't even have to play sports anymore, and our bodies start failing us. And it's this, it's that, it's so on and so forth. And a lot of times we have conversation, we talk about what's ailing us and what hurts and so on and so forth. And so we are all kind of... Uh, I don't know about doomed is the right word, but that's just sort of the natural progression of things, right? We, we eventually go on. When you're young, you're a kid, you never think about much about being sick or hurting or, or things like that. And then by the time we get older, that's what we talk about a lot. And as we talk about our passage this morning, what's very encouraging about our passage today is we're going to talk about a time in which this body that just does nothing but fail us more and more every day that goes past no longer will be a problem. You know, as we think about this, you know, some of you may have heard, and probably not too many of you, Eileen, uh, she usually sits by Pat back there. Pat, you want to give us a wave? There she is. All right. Eileen usually sits by Pat. She goes back. She counts the money. She had a pacemaker in on Wednesday. And for those of you who know her, it seemed to go fine. I went and prayed with her before. We got texts after. Everything went well. But I guess she's not been doing well the last few days. She's been very sick, and so we want to be praying for her, I don't know a ton of details. We'll try to find out more as we can this week, but she's not doing well. Yeah, I don't, we don't have to read the whole thing, but you know, she's been having hallucinations and some different things, and uh, she's been falling and, and whatnot, so we just need to pray for her. She's in Wesley. Is, and she's in Wesley? Okay. So as we think about how our bodies are kind of giving up on us and whatnot, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll look at this passage to hopefully give us some encouragement. Dear Lord, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for what you've given to us. And Lord, we just pray as we look at this, these verses that you would help us to be encouraged and lifted up as though sometimes we can kind of get discouraged at how our bodies are kind of always giving up on us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we look at 1 Corinthians start, chapter 15, starting in verse 35, it says, But someone will ask... How are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? So this is still talking about the issue we were talking about last week, this issue of how can it possibly be that people can be raised from the dead? See, you think about it, raising from the dead seems a little bit unlogical. So you die. What happens when you die? Your body kind of starts to disintegrate, yeah, to deteriorate. It all starts falling apart. 
And then if you go and you see this body after a few days or weeks and it really starts to smell and so on and so forth, and it probably gets pretty gruesome, you think to yourself, how can this body possibly be raised? They would like, all need like completely new organs and everything, right? This body is not seemingly to be raised. So what kind of body do they come? And he's going to kind of correct this wrong idea they had about the, the raising of the body. So if you could go, we all go on to verse 36, it says, You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or of grain. But God, but God gives it a body as he has chosen and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There's different kinds of bodies, right? There's different kinds of bodies. Fish have one kind of body, humans have another, animals have another, so on and so forth. And so he's trying to correct them and saying, you guys, when you think about resurrection, you're assuming that the resurrection is going to be from the same kind of body that is here now. When we talk about the resurrection, you assume it is the same kind and they are incorrect. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind and the glory of the earthly is of another. I think this is really, really good news. If we are, this, if we are going to be resurrected, if we're coming back again and all I get is a body just like this one, that all I have to look forward to is down, down, down. Oh, oh man. So I, as you guys know, I like basketball. And as I was uh, on my way to, uh, to this wedding, I listened to this book. It's just like almost the perfectly named book. It's called Basketball, A Love Story. I was like, honey, how can you not want to listen to this book? It's a love story. This is like a chick flick of books. You should be totally digging this thing. And it's, <laughs> and it's it was so fun to read this book. It's all about the history and all the old players and what they do. Oh, there are so many crazy, funny stories. I remember a guy joins the Boston Celtics. He gets there, and he's like, I don't know how they did it. The whole team smoked, but they still played so well. So you know what I did? I just started smoking. <laughs> He's like, we used to start smoking at halftime. Red Auerbach would carry his cigar along the sideline, and as soon as he knew the Boston Celtics were going to win the game, he would light up his cigar and start smoking on the sidelines to let the other team's fans and team know that it was his victory cigar. There's all these stories about the history, and you know what's crazy about all these stories? All these players have broken down, and none of them can play anymore. They've all broken down, and they can't do it anymore. And every NBA player, what they know they're looking forward to is one day they're not going to be able to do it anymore. I go, and I play, and I, I jump for a rebound, and I'm like, oh, rim's getting higher. Every time, I feel like the rim's getting higher. So when I think of getting another body 
I would really like to have one that's a lot better than this one. Wouldn't you? You know, I didn't probably have this problem too much, but maybe some of you, when you were growing up or when you were in school, you weren't tall enough or you weren't skinny enough or maybe you had to wear glasses or, or maybe there was something about you that people gave you a hard time about and they made your life miserable. Wouldn't it be nice to have a body and be in a situation where no one is going to make your life miserable because of the way you look or how heavy you are or how tall or not tall you are anymore. That this physical body no longer will hold us back. There will be no more, can you come reach this because I'm not tall enough. There will be no more, can you help me to the car because I can't get there anymore. All of that will be gone away. And not only will it be gone away, it will never come back again. It will never come back again. There is only one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for stars for star differs from star in glory. So is it with the resurrection of the dead? What is sown is perishable, but what is raised is imperishable. What goes into the ground wastes away. What comes up is forever. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. You know, we all like to have control of things in our life. And as you go along in your life, you know what you realize? You just can't control very much. (laughs) You'd like to but you just can't control very much. You get sick, and there's nothing you can do about it. Maybe you have kids, and they go a direction you don't want them to go, and guess what? There's nothing you can do about it. Maybe you got grandkids, and they go a direction you don't want them to go, and there's nothing you can do. We are weak. We are weak. I read a book, and it it was a fictional book. It was about the meatpacking plants, and there was this guy, and in it, he all had this phrase. He said, I will work harder. I will work harder. And the story of the guy, he comes there to come from, I think from Lithuania. This isn't a true story. It's just a, he comes and he says, oh, I'm going to work hard. And he gets a job in the meatpacking plant and they sell him a house and he can't speak English and so they completely rip him off. And he doesn't actually get a new house and he uh, doesn't know it and doesn't realize all the costs that go along with the house, and so he's probably not going to be able to afford it. And come to find out, oh, actually, they sell these houses to just a new person like every few years, and that person can defaults on their loan, and what do they do when they default on the loan? They take the house back and sell it to someone else. So when he finds out this is what they do, and they're eventually going to take his home, you know what he says? I will work harder. I will work harder. I will work more hours. And his wife goes to work, and his kids go to work. And they're going to work harder, and they're going to work harder. And one day, he ends up in the fertilizer mill, breathing in all the fertilizer. And everybody knew when you went to the fertilizer mill, that meant you're basically dead. That's it. Because he no longer was strong enough to get a job at the other places. No one else would take him. The strength of his youth was gone. 
And the only people that would let him go was the sure death of the fertilizer mill. You know what he would say? I'll work harder. Man, would be nice if we could work our way out of every way in which our body fails us. There's not enough hours in the day. We got to sleep sometime. When we, try to, when we try to fight it, what happens? We pay for it, right? We pay for it in the shorter, long term. Our bodies are weak. Our bodies are weak. But one day, we raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man being Adam became a living being, and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it's not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man, so this is Adam, was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven, probably a reference to Christ. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust, and is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. So we one day will be raised like Christ. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man in heaven. We got stuck with the sin of Adam. We have these bodies that fail us. We have these bodies that die, that never make it. But guess what? We're not just stuck with Adam. We also have the opportunity to have Jesus Christ. What Jesus Christ did on the cross can undo the sins of Adam. And then the difficulties we have in our bodies will go away. So it was physical, and then it said in those verses there, it said not only are we, it's a physical and spirit, it's a spiritual thing, right? The natural and the spiritual. So the other way, not only do we get out of this issue of, oh, I'm hurting, I'm sick, but also we get free from sin. Free from sin. Oh, how great our lives will be if we could all just not sin anymore. If I never said a mean thing to anyone else, and no one else ever said a mean thing to me, what a great place that will be. Oh, to be nice to one another forever. Never fight about money ever again. Never fight about where our kids are going to school. Never fight about any of it. Never worry about whether we're going to be able to get a job. All the difficulties that sin bring about will be gone. I'm so excited about the time in which I get my new body, aren't you? It's going to be great. What a future we have. You know, every time I jump and I just don't go anywhere anymore, I say, it's okay, because one day this body will be gone, and I'll have one that if jumping matters to me anymore, we'll be able to do just fine. I doubt I'll care, but I'm sure if I wanted to, I'll be able to jump just as well as I ever could, and I'll be able to do it for eternity. We have a hope, right? A future. Future. As our eyes dim as we get older, our bodies weaken, one day we will see clear again forever. I, I think of those that don't, don't have a hope, that don't have a future, that don't see a second resurrection, I think, 
man, every day must be depressing. Must be depressing. That next surgery, that next thing you can't do, guess what? Never get any better. It's only getting worse. But for us as believers, we have the hope. And if you, if you've never made the decision to put your faith and trust in Christ to be able to have that hope, I'd encourage you to do that today. We're going to sing a song. It's called 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. We're just going to sing a chorus. We'll sing the first verse, and then we'll sing the chorus. It's a simple song. You may know it. It's been around for a while. But it's just a song about blessing the Lord, O my soul. Christ has given us the opportunity to spend an eternity with him, to be able to have a life with him, to be able to be rid of these bodies that do nothing but fail us, to be rid of sin. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for what you've done for us. We thank you that you deserve to be blessed. All that's within us, we can praise you. That you give us a hope, that you give us a future, that when things aren't going right, we know there's something better around the corner, something better than we've ever had, something better than we've ever experienced. But we pray these things in Jesus' name.